please support this podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. That's anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. I want to stay on the air. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, this is Pray With Me, Let's Get These Blessings Started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. Today is September 15th, and you came here for a reason. I want to dedicate today's podcast to anyone out there that is feeling lonely. Now that's an interesting word. I personally am not lonely, but I don't want to be insensitive to anyone who may be feeling lonely. Thoughts of loneliness, any kind of patch of loneliness. So we're going to pray on that today so we can get it off us. Okay? Let us pray. My best friend said to me that praying is my superpower. (laughs) I am humbled. Just want to make sure this is the first thing you guys are doing in the morning. Please make sure you are praying to God first thing in the morning. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, every opportunity to walk in your light and to change a life, I thank you. For all the different ways you renew my faith, never giving up on me, I thank you. For every reminder that I am unique and here for a reason, I thank you for uplifting me through the joy of gratitude and connection. I thank you, Lord, now and forever. Amen. The day began foggy and gray. I woke up sad and blue, but just before the day began, I had this talk with you. This is the day the Lord hath made. Be grateful for what it brings, like peace and love and friendship and all these simple things. Be grateful for a gracious Lord who watches through the night, who is always there when breaks the first sign of daylight. No matter if a cloud may pass, the sun will venture through. A brand new world will open up and God is there with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. For I am your creation, complicated human clay. 
I would like to thank you, Lord, for each and every day. For all my sins you allow me to see as the scales fall from my eyes so that I may walk closer to thee, for God's word never lies. Eternal life is what I pray to meet the great I am, that I will see your face someday. Jesus Christ, I am your lamb. Amen. Okay, get settled in. We'll be right back and we're going to tackle loneliness and get rid of it. In the Bible, yes, the Holy Bible, 2 Timothy 4 talks about how can I cope with feelings of loneliness? Okay. Paul endured prison alone where he felt deeply isolated. In the last months of his life, he gave us the wonderful secret of what to do in times of intense loneliness. First, he recognized the presence of God. He wrote that the Lord stood with him. Paul couldn't change his situation, but in that lonely, damp prison cell, he remembered that God was with him. Second, Paul dealt with loneliness by recalling how God faithfully strengthened him. The Lord supported Paul, infusing him with strength. The apostle knew that no one could take his life without God's permission. We often quote Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is significant that Paul was confined to prison as he wrote these words. Even though he faced discouraging circumstances, he had an unwavering sense of hope within him because he understood the truth that his life was totally under the omnipotent, watchful care of the Lord Jesus Christ. Third, Paul combated his feelings of loneliness by reminding himself that he had the awesome privilege of fulfilling God's purpose for his life. What incredible encouragement that is to know that we are part of God's providential plan. David also found encouragement in the Lord's presence. Many of the Psalms he penned were written as a result of the utmost dire situations of loneliness. Yet he wrote these words, the poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. In his loneliness, Paul treasured the company of his friends. He wrote that Luke remained with him and urged Timothy and Mark to join him. He mentioned four other people by name who comforted him. 
We know nothing about these four people other than that they stuck with the Apostle Paul. That has to be one of the greatest compliments that they could have been paid. Finally, Paul asked Timothy to bring some books with him, especially the parchments. These priceless documents were no doubt the word of God. Knowing the Apostle Paul may assume that he hungered for copies of the scripture, Timothy brought them. In an hour of great loneliness, the word of God will bring you great comfort. Remember that. In an hour of great loneliness, the word of God will bring you great comfort. The Lord Jesus Christ felt totally alone as he himself faced his own death. The Bible says that all the the disciples forsook him and fled. And on the cross, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus knows all about loneliness. Yet he also knows the joy of being carried through the loneliness of times on the wings of faith, confident that the Father will never abandon us. He stands as the ultimate example of one who faced the perils of loneliness without losing heart. Amen. The awareness of God's presence energizes us. To live the Christian life is to allow Jesus to live his life in and through us. Beautiful. Stay with us and I'll be back with prayers from the wilderness. Real beautiful one today. Okay, bow your head and close your eyes and pray with me. Father, as I start this day, only you know what I will encounter. Realizing your watchful eye is my protection, provides me with comfort and strength. It is my assurance I am not alone. Your watch over my life provides a barrier from hurt and harm. I praise you for watching over me so I do not have to swim through unfamiliar waters with no direction or plan. I know your intentions are all-encompassing and they include problems that surprise me but are not unknown to you. I praise you for guiding me with your eye from danger to safety from darkness to light, from sorrow to joy. I am continuously amazed by your omnipresence. As you watch over me, Lord, you are simultaneously seeing the affairs of the universe. The fact that you considered me to have significance in the grand scheme of the world is awesome and proof of your unconditional love for me 
and I am not alone. I praise you for leading me away from people who desire to poison my mind and spirit and ushering in those who know your language of love and faith. But I also praise you for the unbelievers in my life for whom I can be a living example. Father, I am thankful every day in a, is a new experience with you. I marvel at the ways in which you lead me. Sometimes it is morning prayers confirmed with a word. Sometimes you praise your discernment in my spirit. And sometimes it is a clear word from the Holy Spirit telling me what I need to do and where I need to go. But it is always, always your love being poured into my life. So, Lord, I praise you for your protection. I praise you for your love. I praise you for your continuous leading and watchful eye. And I praise you for never leaving me alone. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. That's the end of that loneliness. You are not alone when you have God in your life. Amen. Okay, um, In Touch Magazine. Yesterday, we looked at how powerful our conscience can be. But even this divinely bestowed moral compass can be swayed by our thoughts, experiences, and background. What matters most is the amount of truth that informs it. Since Jesus is the truth, trusting him is the first step toward developing a good conscience. When he comes into our life, he gives us a new heart and mind, which can understand and apply truth. Things we once considered acceptable, we now recognize as sinful. We also have the truth of God's word. As we let scripture fill our mind, our monitoring system is sharpened. Then we filter thoughts and actions through the grid of God's standard for right and wrong. In addition, we have been given the Holy Spirit who works with our conscience to assist us in discriminating between righteousness and sin. He also interprets scripture for us and prompts us to apply. He prompts us to apply it accurately to our life. Thankfully, the Lord has given us everything we need to develop a good conscience, which is essential for living a godly life. Amen. Love it, love it. And God's way, day by day. Isaiah 33 says, The Lord is our King. He will save us. God has given us a healthy way to love ourselves. The word that most readily comes to mind is respect. Respect yourself. 
That is what it means to have good self-value or self-worth. Regard yourself as God regards you, a unique, irreplaceable, and beloved creation with a divine and eternal plan and purpose. Don't allow what others say to drag you down. Don't put yourself down. Hold your head up. Face the world with the knowledge that you are a child of God and your Father is the King of the universe. And He is, and we are, and we must look at our lives that way. Stay with us and I'm going to be back with a prayer written by Patty. And today is Patty's birthday. So I'm sure she'd want to hear this on her day. Stay with us. Be right back. I first want to say, I know the Lord is always with me. He is helping me. God's mighty power supports me. And that's from Acts 2, verse 25. Okay, here's the prayer. Dear Lord in heaven, we come to you as your faithful servants, submitting to your will in all things. We will not allow the workings of the evil one to distract us from your goodness and mercy in our lives. We know you are still on the throne and that you will protect us and provide for us in our hour of need. We will not fear COVID-19, for we know you will never leave us nor forsake us, and that we are covered in the blood of Jesus. We are especially reminded of your power and glory as we continue to shine our lights in the darkness through your word and sacrifice. Finally, let us all in his kingdom resist the devastation of this insipid disease by loving one another, giving to one another, and above all, praising and worshiping his holy name. Amen. And our favorite daily prayer, Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, and when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. And brothers and sisters, 
That's all we can do is just try our best. God knows our hearts and he is watching. Amen. Okay, God's purpose for your life. By faith, Noah, in reference, prepared an ark and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. And that's in Hebrews 11, 7. When we read about Noah in Genesis 6 to 8, we see a clear picture of obedience. When God called him to build the ark, a task that seemed impossible and illogical, Noah obeyed the Lord despite what other people thought of him. Often we may think that when we obey God, everyone will support us and cheer us on especially other believers. However, that is not always the case. When you choose the path of obedience, others may react negatively. People may criticize you because they simply don't understand what the Lord is doing through you. They may also be angry that you're doing things His way and serving His agenda instead of theirs. So it won't always be popular for you to obey God. But remember that his thoughts and ways are so much higher than ours. And he is always right. Therefore, when the Lord tells you to do something, don't focus on the circumstances or other people. If Noah had listened to his critics he would have been swept away with everyone else. Instead, he chose to submit to the Lord and he was saved. Trusting God is always the wisest course of action. Jesus, yours is the only opinion that matters and I will obey you. Amen. And I wish it feel like saying, period, the end. <laughs> um, this I thought was so, so cute. Um, a child, this is a little story. A child asked God, if everything is already written in destiny, then why should I wish? And God smiled and said, because on some of the pages, I have written as you wish. I love it, love it. And this other man said, I looked for God in the wind. I looked for God in the clouds. I looked for God in the fire. God wasn't there. God, my friends, is in the silence. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye.
Bye for now.